Hey guys, if you liked today's episode and you craved some more afternoon tea, make sure to follow us on all of your social media to keep up to date at Nerd Tea Pod. Thanks for listening and don't forget to rate and review. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Nerd Tea Podcast Hungover Point 2, 2.0. 2.0. More so Lindsay than anything. Oh yeah. Claire's had a lot more time to uh yes. to get over her her herness, her yeah. hungoverness than I have. I, I felt I yeah, I felt rough this morning and then I was like, do you know what? I'm not gonna focus on it. I'm just gonna jump in and I'm gonna do what I need to do, move past it, and here we are. <laughs> yep. Here we are. <laughs> uh but like we just uh we mentioned last week uh this week we're gonna talk about the female gaze y'all which i think is going to be an interesting one because i i I think some people are aware of the female gaze but other people probably aren't because i know i i know that my husband wasn't aware of what the female gaze was and then like when it was yeah yeah and when when it came to like watching movies and tv shows and stuff i would be like that's female gaze and like he'd be like oh right and i i don't think he gets it still yeah yeah. well I the I looked up the definition because I was like well let's let's start out with like having (laughs) some like let's be all educational and stuff Mm -hmm. um basically it's like the female gaze is a feminist theory term representing the gaze of the female spectator character or director of the artistic work but more than the gender it is an issue of representing women as subjects having agency so it's basically taking back the um the fetishism and voyeurism that comes along with like what the male gaze seems to be because it it, a lot of times the male gaze is uh very it's it views women um and certain things as like objects you know yeah yeah so the female is much more female gaze is much more about like representing like how it actually is (laughs) like yeah and and noticing like little details rather than I mean because like the perfect example would be how Scarlett Johansson was you know portrayed in the Marvel movies that was very much male gaze with the with the camera Mm -hmm. focus and stuff like that well Um, yeah and I think a lot of uh, and like it said in the definition like um it's you can tell very much so uh the female versus male gaze especially when you're watching film based on whether they're directed by a male or directed by a female because you can see it's just kind of innately different how a uh female director goes about uh putting forth this story and and showing the different parts than than a male does and i mean and it and it and it's not just the director it's it's editors and stuff like that too so like even all the way down to the editing and the, the the shots that they choose to include like shows that whole overarching thing um i had this quote that i had found too that was from filmmaker april mullen who said women have this vulnerability and connection to a depth of emotions that i can see and feel in certain moments of truth in films that we create to me the female gaze is transparency the veil between audience and filmmaker is thin and that allows people in more yeah Mm. so it's not it's not super it's not surface level anymore you know like it's it's yeah, it's more vulnerable. And um, one of the one of the prime examples that I think of, especially when you think of it like directorially um, for different films, and I feel like this is a just a prime example, is the difference between how uh, the Amazons in Wonder Woman mm. are portrayed in their original Wonder Woman film that was directed by a female and yeah. like all that stuff versus how they're shown once uh who who is the director of uh, Zack Snyder yeah once Zack mm-hmm. Snyder got a hold of them uh the Aww. difference in like the costuming choices it, are it such was, a yeah it it's a perfect gross. example it's a perfect example mm-hmm. because they become they go from being like these strong feminine like warriors that are actually like 
badass and like their armor has a purpose like it's actually made to protect them and to to fucking bikini models like and 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 the people that they had playing the amazons are like athletes like they are actual like fucking athletes like they are just like the strongest example of like women like that you see in the world today and it was it was it's ridiculous like they were like being pride like shown like like Mm. it was literally for the male gaze it was for male consumption like Mm. look how fucking hot these bitches are like the their armor made absolutely no sense didn't protect anything no it's just that is one thing i mean i'm not going to say like all male directors but sometimes i feel that when you have a male director they especially if it comes to like a superhero movie they they just look at it as in their audience is is male yeah and whereas when you have a woman they they just make the film for people yeah they don't necessarily make it for women or men you know well yeah I mean I'm thinking about I feel like this is why a lot of people had a big had an issue with Eternals is because it was so vastly different from all of these other Marvel films that came before it. And it's yeah. directed by uh, oh, Chloe man. Zhao, uh, mm. like this incredible filmmaker. I mean, she didn't, didn't she win an Oscar or something? Yeah. Like, so. Yeah. So, mm. and the way, like, if you look at just visually how this film is created compared to all of the other Marvel films before it, it's yeah. so different it's so different thematically and like how how just how it looks how it's like put together um and I think that that can be it's a very it's a stark contrast I think it's something that like it's really hard to to get over that even yeah. even for me I was like whoa this is way different um yeah. so but but that's a good example I mean it's a great example compared oh, okay. like she focused more on the characters and the storyline and like giving you these incredible visuals than mm. the like explosions and stuff you know yeah yeah definitely it's and and, and also as well is that i especially i mean we're, we're talking about marvel so we may as well bring up that scene in endgame with all the female uh, yeah avengers and like to me that sort of felt like because obviously it was directed by the Russos it just sort of felt as if they put that in there just to be like yeah come on this is for the women but still again that is still very much the male gaze Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you know whilst it was good to see them all together and do all of that it still felt very forced and sometimes that that's what happens when you have male directors is that they think that's what you want yeah to me it felt disingenuous yeah um it just what it was like oh okay cool like yeah girl power (laughs) like but it just wasn't yeah no I agree yeah and it's that that's something as well and because I I I saw a a TikTok about it where they they showed a a video or a photo of Chris Hemsworth from Mm. his Instagram where he was working out and there was somebody said that that was the female gaze and the woman said no that's that's still the male gaze because it's like look at Chris Hemsworth he's is this big buff man it's it's to look see what you could look like type thing it's not like oh this is because I want all the ladies to swoon all over me yeah it's no it's it's for the guys like you can be like this if you work hard type thing yeah and I, I I think I find that quite funny that people think that women are so shallow yeah that we'll see I mean I I think I probably said it before when you when I see a shirtless scene not just in Marvel films but in anything else I'm like is that necessary it looks good but is it necessary to the story yeah no and you just know that they've thrown that in there because they're like oh that's what the ladies want to say. No, that like, was that, that's like how I feel about the obligatory shirtless Tom Holland scene in every one of the Spider-Man uh, sh- movies that he's been in so far. They have to have one scene where he's he doesn't have his shirt on and he's showing off his body and stuff, but they have him acting all like awkward and, uh, uh, to like to like you know yeah. like, try to oh no you know mm-hmm. and i feel like that is also like them attempting to you know 
play it to the ladies, but it, it's to, it's totally to the for the dudes. It's like, yeah, look at yeah. look at how buffy is. Look at how cool Tom Holland looks like. And I'm like, he's a fucking teenager. Like, do we need to have him like in his underwear and like no, we really no. don't. Like no. Tom Holland obviously isn't a teenager, but Peter Parker no. is. Like, yeah. So it's just like who who is this for exactly? Is yeah. it yeah? Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, we, we could, we should do some examples of female gays. So, cause I think yeah. like I said at the beginning, some people don't really know what it, what it is. So right. do you have, you probably have like the ultimate female yeah. gaze moment. I mean, I do. do. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and Claire doesn't like this movie, but no, I really don't. <laughs> she doesn't, she doesn't like this movie. Well, and that's cause she doesn't like Pride and Prejudice that much. Uh, that's not her favorite Jane Austen, but everybody knows like everybody just knows this is the prime example it's the scene where uh lizzie is you know leaving and getting into the carriage and darcy's there and he helps her in like he reaches his hand out and she looks at him like surprise like whoa and then Mm -hmm. he just kind of walks away like uh like he didn't know he was gonna do it like his body did it without his permission and then as he's walking away it's that shot. It's it's the way that this is shot too. Like it's very close up on their facial expressions with one another. Like Lizzie being like, whoa, like he just like touched me with his bare hand. Like what's going on? And then him being yeah. like, holy shit, I can't believe I just did that. And then the close up of their hands touching. And then when he walks away, the flex, the hand flex where he's like, holy shit. Like uh it's all about those kind of shots like the the really close-up uh hands 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 seems to be a very big yeah Yeah. there's something about hands that seem to be very big in the female game but that that is like prime example I feel like people bring that up when they're talking about it because it's just it's the perfect example Mm, um it's very it's very intimate and I think that's also what those closer shots like lend to the intimacy of this like um and it's and it's all about those understated emotions it's all about uh you know seeing them have those those vastly different reactions both of them being shocked for different reasons and and yeah. you know up until this point they hate each other they've like hated each other and stuff but something has shifted mm. recently and then like that contact is like whoa like whole, whole, everything yeah. has just changed suddenly so um mm. yeah and, and and um that's another thing uh, while we're talking about it, since Pride and Prejudice is obviously based off of a book, uh, there, there, we've talked about directors of like films. There's also authors. Mm. I think there's a vastly different way that male authors write versus female author- authors write. And the yeah. way that they talk about like the inner monologue of characters or the descriptions and the things that they focus on that, um, show how different males versus female uh think about those kind of things and like the things that are important to them Mm. Um, I mean a popular book one is the I mean and they do it in movies as well it's where the the male character is looking just looking at the female and she's unaware that he's looking at her mm -hmm. that is definitely a female gaze I mean funny choice of words as well but that is very much that's something that you kind of you swoon over Mm -hmm. I guess you say that Mm -hmm. it's it's something so simple it's like I mean obviously we read a lot of spicy books and whilst that side of it is good it is the little things and also Mm -hmm. like that like yeah the gentle hand touches and just the way that he looks at her as if she's the world and stuff like that whereas you don't really get that in books where they're written by men yeah yeah it's it and I don't know if it's maybe because those are the types of things that men just don't think about yeah when you know in life they're very sort of straightforward like I don't know but it's things like that just tiny little things yeah I think that's sort of where men get confused about it because they think that they don't think of the little visual things yeah yeah but I think for for men it's a lot more of the physical not the emotional 
mm-hmm. that is what they think about. I think that's yeah. just a, a statement of fact. Like yeah. that women are female p- people are just more uh, emotional. Um, we think we think with our emo- we we feel very deeply and we're more um, emotionally connected connected to our emotions, I guess. Yeah. Um, which I think is a shame. I, I think that's part of that's just part of the patriarchy and part of how people are raised. Unfortunately, that yeah. men are just taught, you know. To keep it keep it inside yeah like boys don't get all emotional and stuff and i think that's something that's another thing is that uh especially when when i'm reading books written by women that are from a male's point of view like when we get a male point of view they're the inner monologues and stuff is just like it's the stuff you wish you could get from men in real life <laughs> like yeah. those oh, thoughts okay. and you and you you think they surely they probably do think somewhat like this like they they're not i mean they're still human yeah they still think like we do uh but they just don't they don't let it out you know yeah and yeah, so yeah. that's i think that's part that's like part of the thing that i know that there's like a there's like the, a trope or whatever in with with books where like uh right now it's very big where it's like the villain is the love interest you know and like mm-hmm. so from you're getting the villains from the female perspective or whatever and they're like oh they're so they're so terrible and stuff and then you get something from their point of view and their inner monologue is just like i i'm obs- like ah like i love her yeah. and i'm obsessed and i'm like freaking out and like it's just like and you're like oh like swoon yeah. <laughs> like so i mean it was like that with the lot lo- the love hypothesis wasn't it oh yeah like that that bonus chapter which was from his point of view and it just completely changes the scene yeah it does it just makes it so much better and yeah yeah completely changes it and it's yeah. it's the same fucking scene but it's yeah. just from his pov and yeah. it's just like feels so different yeah mm. completely different and you're just like wow this is insane yeah. like oh god it's so good it's so good mm. i mean i have one which is from a movie okay um which is dirty dancing Mm. and it's it's the um the hungry eyes bit and it's just baby and johnny just standing there and then he just grabs her hand and he's like the rhythm just feel it's like that and that makes me swoon more than anything else in that movie because again it's that slight touching it's not Mm. it's not supposed to be sexual or anything like that it's just yeah yeah it's just johnny teaching baby how to you know feel the rhythm and stuff like that and it's just so it's so subtle but mm-hmm. it's just yeah it gets me every single time and that is that I mean Dirty Dancing female director yep so yep. it just show if that was I think that if that was directed by a man it would have been a completely different movie yeah completely different yeah yeah it's, yeah, it's just that just that one scene and then it goes into the where they're all dancing and everything like that and yeah that's that's my female gaze one of the female gaze scenes yeah no that's great that's Mm. such a perfect example you know what's you know what another thing is is that I think uh it happens a lot but I don't think many people particularly think about it uh is like any kind of uh like wound care of somebody in like a book or film or anything like where somebody's been injured and they're you know, help like, you know, cleaning their like somebody's been like beat up, like it, like like in a boxer game, like movie or something, and and yeah. they've been beat up after a match, and like the girl, the woman, or or whoever, like it can even be another dude is like helping, you know, tenderly like clean up their mm-hmm. stuff. Like I I think that comes back to just kind of like uh, the feminine idea of like nurturing, yeah, and, and like that kind of stuff um that that's one of them I think that's another trope in like literature and stuff like the the caring for somebody like after battle and everything Mm -hmm. that that lends to very uh the the whole who hurt you thing (gasps) too yeah Um, Yeah. it's it's that emotional connection isn't it even if it's just for like a split second yeah like grabs you and you're like oh yeah it's Mm -hmm. a game changer especially yeah. in books once that moment happens you're like 
oh okay oh yeah um it's gonna happen now yeah yep mm. yep yep Love that. another what's in the, one of the other tropes that makes me think about it too is the the idea of so this happens I guess in enemies to lovers mostly where they have been calling the other the other interest by a certain nickname like the whole time and then it's the switch when they call them by like their real name mm. that is just like immediately like something something has changed that's the good shit oh (laughs) oh yeah and also because we mentioned it before as well it's like they've been saying a nickname but it's in like a different language or something like that right right right, later on it's they find out what it means they're like oh well what does that actually mean and then they find out and it's like yeah like oh yeah. Which, which is nice because I love things like that because again you wouldn't get that say in like a, a male written book because they'd just have a nickname of babe or sweetheart yeah. or something like that whereas you know we're just like oh well this this is a really nice word we'll have that but we won't tell them yeah. what it means just yet and it's yeah and then that reveal oh yeah. female gaze perfect yeah absolutely I love perfect that's so good um what was uh oh 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 Another, uh, another big thing, because recently, uh, especially with the, the uh, MCU television series uh, be, being directed by women, uh, that was another thing that I thought about, because earlier I was talking about um, when we discussed the, the way that close-ups during Darcy and Elizabeth's thing, that mm-hmm. was a thing that I noticed that Kari, uh, the director of um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, did a lot. Oh, yeah. she she used a lot of close-ups especially in the therapy scene um like, with Bucky right. yeah and the um and his therapist like it was like literally like right up like just like mm-hmm. his eyes and stuff and I think that that's another thing um I feel Sebastian Stan is a man written by a woman I swear to god oh. uh because yeah. he's very good at 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 you know emoting and, and showing emotional uh you know things uh on his face so mm-hmm. um also yeah that was just that was that was a big thing that I noticed um tonally that she the way that they chose to shoot that show it was a lot of close-ups a lot mm-hmm. of like attention to detail the the parts where Bucky's like messing with his hand like where he's like cleaning it and yeah um that mm-hmm. kind of stuff it's just I mean because with that therapy scene as well like you say that Sebastian Stan he's very he's such a good facially like acting I guess but it is it's like a slight where the therapist is asking him a question and you just see his eyes just like flinch a little bit at something and it's it's nice to see because it's like you know that whilst that question has been asked he's trying to think of how a of how he's actually feeling and then b mm-hmm. how to actually express it and you just yeah. see that in just like a slight little thing mm-hmm. in his eye yeah. and it's again it, it's just it's the attention to detail that is very much the, male, the female gaze mm-hmm. is that we do notice little things yeah like that rather than just watching it paint like oh Bucky's in therapy yeah we, we don't we're not just paying attention to what he's saying we're paying attention to what he's not saying right right well. yeah it's the it's the silences in between hmm. I mean we had because we asked people what they thought the female gaze meant to them yeah or something like that. and we got a few we got a few back now this is from the same person just a few words which is hands which we've discussed before fingers smirks mm. and lip bites mm-hmm. especially in literature yeah 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 one one thing that i like in uh movies is a lip bite but it's when the the male is looking at the woman and he does just like yeah where it's like he's so in, in, intensely looking at them yeah and it's just and the licking of the lips as well just, just random little thing where they're, they're where they're just like like that and it's like oh <laughs> yeah like yeah, hello oh, oh my god <laughs> yeah so do like, that again <laughs> <laughs> yeah just and the, and the, i want that's another thing i just thought about like i don't i don't mean neither of us i don't think mean to say that it, it's that male 
directors or authors or whatever are incapable of showing the female gaze i think it's entirely possible and i think it has been done uh i i want to double check myself real quick before i like say for sure because there's one scene that i think is definitely female like kind of like a good mixture um uh okay yeah 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 okay so the it is a male director so endings beginnings right oh yeah (laughs) the film endings beginnings um i think there's one scene in particular that is very much like the the female gaze the way that it's shot the way that it's acted um is the the scene that uh sebastian and shailene are uh in his apartment and they have some absinthe and stuff um and they get busy uh but anyway the way that it's just everybody knows this scene when you talk about this fucking movie Mm -hmm. because the gifts are everywhere because this kiss is like i swear to god the the best on-screen kiss that's ever been ever ever period like Mm -hmm. um i think part of the impact of that scene in particular too is that this movie this film was mostly improvised like um as far as like the acting and and dialogue and stuff it would it it's and that's part of what i me personally uh, i resonate with in this scene in particular because it's just so natural it's so unbelievably natural and intimate the way that it's shot it's very Mm -hmm. very close up like in their faces there's one part where uh she they they film they have it where she like has like some kind of like flashback moment to her her ex and she kind of like freaks out for a second and pulls back and he pulls back and there's this this shot where they're he's like searching her like are you okay and he's got his hand on her and he's like you know just like checking in and it's just it's and And he kisses a forehead as well yeah 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 yeah. forehead kisses 100 Mm percent so yes. it's just that whole that whole scene is just it's so energized with like this like the intimacy and and it's yeah it, per- mm-hmm. perfect but it is a male director yeah so it can be done it's possible yeah but i think it just takes like uh it's it depends it depends what kind of filmmaker they are i mean do they just want yeah. to tell a story and then that's what they do um but and then you get other people it's like they yeah they're telling a story but they want to add in more things to it it's not like it's not just a oh you know we're at point a and we want to get to point b i think it depends on who they're marketing it for as well because i don't think any beginnings was really i don't think that film is like for the dudes (laughs) you know it's it's, you can't cast sebastian stan and jamie dornan in the same film and be like hey this is for men yeah yeah that that whole the whole concept of that film is just not it's not for the dudes no Mm -mm. it's not for the bros um and i guess that's kind of like genre wise too so like rom-coms versus uh super like you know action films and superhero movies like that who who are these for who are these films for for the ladies for the gentlemen you know like it's it there's like an entire tonal shift between the them yeah definitely Um, i mean like with personally when it comes to action films if i'm gonna watch an action film i want it to be full-on action and i think sometimes it annoys me when they with an action film they're marketing it like for men but then they throw in a little romance or something like that because it's like oh that will appease the ladies that have been dragged to see this film yeah and it's yeah yeah. and it's just like so many times where i've watched like an action film whether it would be marvel or fast and furious or something like that and then there's like a little love scene i'm like oh i'm not watching it for that i'm watching it because i want to see a car explode or something like if i want to see a romance i'll go and watch a romance type yeah yeah um so again that's another thing where they they just throw in something to try and appease other people that you know which is somewhat annoying but yeah no no because i was just like i literally while we were talking about like action films and stuff i was just thinking about uh like transformers and megan fox in that film like 
people like look she's the love of my life I can't I can't help but talk about her so you know I'm not complaining about any of the shit that I'm about to talk about but her her the entire lens on her the whole time she's on film that is the male gaze of Megan Fox like that's not that like I'm appreciating it and I know that the ladies are appreciating it but it's it's object she's she's being objectified the whole time yeah I mean and that's sort of it's then again like when obviously she she wasn't in the third one so but so then they got Rosie Huntington Whiteley who's very similar Mm-hmm. like tall beautiful the lips and everything and again they carried on that yeah. whole thing of like you know this goddess and it's 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 yeah. for the men and I mean I remember watching an interview with Megan Fox when uh the second one came out and she said that was it Michael Bay who did them yeah yeah said to her I only have two things that I want you to do and that's go to the gym and get a tan and it, like straight away it's like so you're not you're not even treating her as if you know she's going to appeal to women you just it's just yeah. that's it chuck her in it's it's about transformers it's about you know autobots and decepticons that turn from cars into these robots and then we'll just throw a hot girl in yeah it's just like yeah i mean what it is going to mean like she's the love of your life and she's very very nice to look at it is sometimes very much like a okay like there's yeah. one particular scene in the first Transformers movie where they've just got into Bumblebee and it's before Bumblebee changes into the Chimera and she's sitting on Sam's lap and she just does that lip thing where she just licks her lips. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's it, very sexualized. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. there's no need for that, but okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, all right. <laughs> no, it's it's great because then, well, and then guys are like, this, this is another thing. It's like, men will bring up the whole like well if you guys are allowed to objectify us like why aren't we allowed to objectify you and it's been like doing it for longer yeah well <laughs> and it's and it and we do it and it's a different I feel like it's so vastly different like the way that women objectify men is like I don't know I guess I guess sometimes it can get a little weird but like for me, for for us, at least in the group chat, we're all like, oh, forearms, oh, veins, yeah. like that kind of stuff. We're not like, oh, look at his dick. Like, you know? Yeah. Like- I mean, I want to try and find, because I, I want to get it word for word, but it's um it like- sums it up, like, yeah, perfectly. Okay. Have you seen P.S. I Love You? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's the scene where they're, Lisa Kudrow's character mm-hmm. says um, she she looks at a man and she says um, he's delicious. I'd serve coffee on that ass. And then the mat, uh, John is like, do you have to be so vulgar about men like they're pieces of meat? And then she goes, he's like, uh, she's like, oh, sorry, I didn't know you were that sensitive. And then um, he then says, this is why you're not married. Um because women act like men and then they can complain that men don't want them and then she goes into this thing which gets me every time she says that I'm like yes 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 she's like um she goes okay because I thought it was something different I thought it was because I thought I deserved the best and he's out there he's just with all the wrong women the wrong women and let me be clear after centuries of men looking at my tits instead of my eyes and pinching my ass instead of shaking my my hand I now have the divine right to stare at a man's backside with vulgar cheap appreciation if I want to yep and when she said that, I was like, you know what? Yeah, absolutely. You know what also, you know what also isn't the female gaze? It's this thing with men thinking that they can go onto podcasts right now. Like, it's like this huge oh, thing yeah. where women are like, what the fuck are you guys doing right now? Um, and, and just say these things and just be like, yeah, think all the dude bros are going to be like, Oh, definitely. Like this one guy, this is the guy that's like going super viral right now with his comments about like, basically saying like he has one requirement, like when he gets a wife that when they, when she has a baby after she has the baby, she immediately has to get into the gym and get back in shape because he still wants to be sexually attracted to her. And after she has that baby, there's just, he's just not going to be sexually attracted to her anymore until she gets back in the gym and gets back into shape what what on what planet 
does he think that that's okay to say? To me, that's an inside thought. Yeah. That's not mm-hmm. one that comes out. Yeah. But the, the fact that he said that, and like you said, like he's hoping all the dude, you know, the dudes were like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. totally. I totally know what you mean. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. I'm Absolutely like, disgusting. I'm like, are you, first of all, that woman just spent nine months growing a child. Like, which is you, your are, fucking fault. Yeah. Which you, you did. Yourself. Yeah. Like she just gave you a kid. Like her, her body has been through horror for nine months. And then she had to push the baby out. And you think that she needs to get back in the gym immediately while she's, you know, I don't know, taking care of a newborn, breastfeeding, going through more like hormonal and physical, like craziness straight after like fuck you bro fuck you for thinking that that's the only reason that your wife is around is to be sexually attractive for you yeah like are you like like, that's literally his view on women women are only allowed they're they're only there to be to be sexual like i gotta be sexually attracted to you like that's 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 i mean it's like there there was a trend going around on tiktok as well and it was of I, i I probably only saw like a handful of women do it, but the majority of them that I saw were men. And it was like, do you ever sometimes look at your spouse and for like a a minute or so, you're not in love with them? And it's like, what? So you you, sometimes you look at your wife and you're like, I don't love you. (laughs) And it's like, what? I don't understand why... Is it, I mean, this is turning into a, a man bashing, episode, <laughs> but it just, I don't understand how these men can think this way, yeah. not only think that way, but to share that with the world yeah. and that they think that they're not going, and then when they get shit for it, they're like, oh, I didn't mean it. It's like, yeah. no, you can't, you can't be, you can't say this disrespectful shit and put it out into the universe and expect people to be like, yeah totally yeah you're gonna get yeah. shit for it because yeah. i mean i obviously i don't know the the correct number but there's probably more women on this planet than there are men oh yeah i'm pretty sure there are and it's like so you think you can say this and not get attacked by women and it's the it's it's then when women go and attack them for it but it's still yeah. the woman's fault calm down yeah drives yeah. me nuts it's Oh, and yeah. I mean, I don't know. Is that is that just the way that they're they're brought up? It's how they're raised. Oh, it's misogyny. It's it's the patriarchy and misogyny. Like it's just like that. I don't. It's just that's how women have been viewed for so long that it's like mm. that's our only purpose is you know to be in the kitchen and to make babies and to be there to please our men and we should be doing everything that we possibly can to please them and that's why it pisses me off too to see women uh like out on social media and stuff perpetuating those same things like being like yeah I'm happy and 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 you know being in the kitchen and my I should be obedient to my husband and and be you know doing what I can to make him happy and all that stuff it's like what huh it doesn't it it shouldn't work like that if it's if these women are saying oh yeah I want to look after my man and then the man is letting her do that that's not a relationship yeah it's it and I mean there's a difference between being happy being a a a stay-at-home mom and like that's what you enjoy and stuff and doing it because you think that that's the only option for you and uh you know I don't know like perpetuating this this thing that women shouldn't have autonomy and and you know that that we we shouldn't have like we shouldn't have our own choices and decision making like if you're if you're happy staying at home and you know being a single mom and doing that's fine like yeah. cool if that fulfills you that's that's great I have nothing against you but it's the it's when it becomes the toss toxic like 
masculinity, like that, that kind of like route, uh, Mm -hmm. that, that it just starts being like, ick, like, and also that's cool if you like to do that, but don't fucking shit on other women who don't want to do that. Don't shit on other women who don't want to have babies. Don't shit on other women who want to be single or Mm -hmm. who want to have different multiple partners and, you know, sleep around and stuff like, yeah. And that's another thing. God, God, this is just, this is real so far. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's another thing that pisses me off too, is that there's this, there's this thing that it's like, it's totally fine for men to sleep around and do, do whatever they want with a bunch of different women. But the second a woman starts doing that, she's a whore. Yeah. I don't, honestly don't. It, it is, it's constantly double standards and it's the past. I mean, I don't even know what five six years it's become you know this the the equality thing Mm. and it's like you have I've heard so many people say well I don't want to say people men say why should women get paid the same as men if they're you know it 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 was something to do with like um oh yeah that's what it was it said why should a woman get paid the same time as a man when she could quite easily go and have a baby and she could be on maternity leave for six months why should she get paid the same and it's like just because she's a woman doesn't mean that she's going to have a baby yeah you know why should she get paid less because there's a possibility that she might become pregnant and go on maternity leave she it doesn't It, it makes no and that's another thing as well is that I've seen men be like, why? Because over here, they only get two weeks paternity leave. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, why can't I get longer? Did you, shove a, did you shove a kid out of your vagina? No, you didn't. Are yeah. you going to, fine, okay, if you want to take six months off paternity leave, are you going to do anything for that child? Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> you know? You, if, yeah, if you're going to take, dude, if the bros are going to take more time off, then they better be helping out which is what they should do like Mm -hmm. that's the other thing is that like men are treated as like babysitters to their children and I'm like no you are the parent you are the other parent this is part of your job once you sign up to be a dad like you you this is not a mom this is mom's job and then you take over sometimes to pick up the slack hell fucking no this is an equal partnership buddy and you better be pitching in and, mm-hmm. you know, doing stuff like there. Oh God, I saw a video where it was like a guy and he had the baby and the baby was just like screaming and he's just like holding the baby and the mom finally shows up. And he's like, oh, thank God you're here. Like, take it. Like, no, you should know how to soothe your child. Like yeah. I get it that there are going to be certain instances. Cause I mean, I have a kid, so I've like seen, there's going to be certain, certain instances where mom is just the better mom is going to be, they want mama. Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. just going to be the better option, but you should be trying your best to do what you can to mitigate the situation <laughs> to, yeah. you know, calm the child down. You shouldn't just be like, Oh God, oh, what do I do? Uh, like, mm-hmm. dude, you're the parent too. Like, fuck off. Like, yeah. I mean, and it's that thing as well, isn't it? Like if a if a, a man has spent the day with their child, or if the man has decided to do laundry, they expect everyone to go, "Well yeah. done, yeah, good job, buddy." And it's like one thing that just really annoys me is that you often get it, it. I don't know if it's a trope. It probably is because I've I've read about it so many times. The single dad thing single oh, yeah. dad oh but if it's a single mom she couldn't keep a man could she yeah and it's like okay yeah yeah, yeah. it's I don't know it, it just it's it's well and the single thing. mom should be able to handle it the single mom should be able to deal with it and not yeah. get uh, stressed out and not have an issue like it makes sense that the dude is struggling like it, it oh, like yeah. that obviously like the poor guy like he's yeah. all like and it's this whole thing of like me man me provide yeah and then the the, you know they like oh i'm i'm the big strong man oh but i couldn't possibly do laundry yeah i couldn't possibly make myself so i mean i don't think my mum listens to this so i'm fine 
but her um her husband he he works he gets up at like five o'clock in the morning my mum doesn't wake up until well she doesn't start her job until eight o'clock in the morning but she has to get up when he does to make him his lunch and it's that it's like why can't you make your own sandwich it's not my job is it so but it's her job but she is your typical woman yes of course I will (laughs) like I wouldn't I would not yeah, I would not be like. I don't need to get up for another two hours and make your own fucking lunch. No. Yeah. If if like my husband asked nicely, like if I like if he had something to do and was like busy and stuff, and he asked, like, yeah, I'd, if you ask me and stuff, like, I'll I'll do do some. But like, I'm not just gonna be expected to get up and just make like you you know how to feed yourself. Yeah. Like, bruh, you're an adult. That's the thing is that. They expect the transfer from mommy to wife to just be like, wife just takes over mom's duties. Like, yeah, like, like I'm not your mother. No, I am not your mother. I'm your wife. This is an equal partnership. We are both adults. We are both Mm -hmm. human beings. Hopefully we both have hands that work and legs that work. You know, like we we're both capable of taking care of ourselves Mm-hmm. without one another so like like yeah it's great if like you know we work together to take care of one another like we're yeah. you know the, the whole like love languages of acts of service and stuff like yeah like that's great but it should not be expected no. it should not be like this is how what's going to go down like and I'm I mean, I'm not because this is something well. I mean obviously you'll probably be able to because obviously you have a daughter um but when when we were kids we did chores for pocket money um whereas my husband didn't his Mm. mum was a stay-at-home mum and she did everything um Mm. so when it came to like sometimes we have conversations about children and then it's like well when they get to a certain age they would help out around the house so they could earn some pocket money and my husband was like no because they're children and it's like that's why you don't pick your socks up off the floor yeah because you didn't have to do it because your mom did it for you yeah and it's it's things like that and it's yeah he says like if we have kids they're not doing chores and it's like oh yeah 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 <laughs> i mean i'm assuming that's something that you do you'd be like she's gonna do chores when she's older you know oh yeah and i mean she, she like had she she she's five but we're at the point where like she has to clean up her own mess like mm-hmm. she'll even she she's five so she gives me the whole oh, but I don't want to but I'm comfortable but blah 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 and I'm like no I mean I'm teaching her independence I'm teaching her how that's like the whole point of like raising a child is to teach them how to be self-sufficient like yes I am taking care of her and I'm making sure that she's fed and stuff because yeah she can't feed herself yet she can't there are certain things she cannot do yet. She's five yeah. years old, mm-hmm. but she is perfectly capable of cleaning up her own mess if she makes a mess with her toys. Yeah. That is not mommy's job. Yes, sometimes I have like a weekend thing where I'm like, you know, cleaning up the house and I will do it, but she helps me. Yeah. She like, I'm like, you are going, you're going to help me clean up your stuff. You're going to help me. And she gets excited. She loves helping me do laundry. Yeah. Yeah. She loves helping me do laundry. She loves helping me make her bed and all that kind of stuff. Like she gets excited about being included because she's very much at that point where she's like, I want to be a big kid. I want to be a big girl. So like, yes, up to a certain point, they can't clean up after themselves. So that's your job. And I did that for the first fucking four years of her life I did everything I wiped her own ass for her. like yeah she but to do that <laughs> she can do that now so I'm like no you can do that you are perfectly capable I have taught you how yeah go go for it you know yeah. like it's mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just how you raise a kid like that's how you raise a person yeah. people have to be you have to be self-sufficient eventually. Like I, I have mm-hmm. to let her go out into the world eventually. And I have to make sure she's prepared to take care of herself. Like Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's the, the, nothing worse that, I mean, cause when, uh, when I was younger, younger, um, I was very much molly coddled. Like mm-hmm. everything was done for me. And then 
my my parents split up so then it was a case of my mum was out of the house she was you know doing two jobs and everything and then it got to that point where we would have to do stuff for ourselves yeah and I sort of feel that if if that hadn't have happened if I'd been mollycoddled my entire childhood and to my teen years I think going out and living by myself I would constantly be on the phone with my mum how do I do this how do I do that type thing I mean it blows my mind when I see things on tv shows or movies where these kids are in college and then they send their laundry back to their mom and I'm like what what universe what like uh, apparently that happens a lot apparently like and I'm I'm like like I would take my laundry to no I don't think I uh, well when our washing machine was broken like I've done like loads at my mom's house but like yeah, no, I always, like, I, I knew how to do my own laundry before I left the house, you know, like, yeah. I, like, I knew how to do stuff, like, that's just, it's, yeah, it just blows my mind that there's still people to, like, this day, that, like, they could be in their late 20s, early 30s, and they're still living at home, and they can't do anything for themselves, and it's like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why? It's, oh choice me I mean that went completely off course (laughs) but I sort of feel that that does fit in Mm -hmm. somewhat to the female gaze because it's you know that 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 is something that the female gaze is especially if it becomes if it comes to being in a relationship we want we would like somebody that knows how to do stuff we're not asking them to do stuff all the time but it's little things um yeah we appreciate yeah Picking exactly. his locks off off the floor. Uh, <laughs> it, for real though, it's like, yeah, we gotta figure. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh. Well, yay! That was great. I hope you yeah. guys enjoyed. The- <laughs> that went from TV and movies to real life. Yeah. yeah. Real quickly. <laughs> yeah. But you know, that's that's the great thing about this podcast. Yep. We have a plan. Plan out the window. Yep. 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 Make the plan <laughs> and then expect it to go off the rails. There you go. Uh what are we doing next week? Is the next we, week uh, is Hawkeye. Oh yeah. It's so special guest. Special guest. Jeremy Renner. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jeremy Renner will not be on this podcast because <laughs> we don't know him. Can you um, imagine? Yes, with, a, uh, with our friend who is a huge Hawkeye fan. And because uh, we sort of feel that she would do it justice because we've only become recent Clint yeah. Barton fans. Yeah. So, yeah. It should be fun. Super so if you haven't seen Hawkeye, avoid, avoid that episode. <laughs> yeah if you haven't seen Hawkeye like where have you been for the yeah. past couple I mean, of weeks come on now. like guys <laughs> <laughs> until next week we will talk to you guys later see you later bye <laughs>